1: Um, yeah, so let's just get into Tim Duncan cool. and see where the night takes us. Like All right, cool. Ready? Uh-huh. All right, here we go. All uh, done? Yes. Okay, good. Welcome back to another episode of Highly well, Unapologetic, the podcast. Your dreams We're your hosts with you as always, Adam and Travis. I'm the
0: dude, you are so that's coach. what you call me, you know? I'm happy to call
1: you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, back again, Highly Unapologetic, the podcast. Uh, making another appearance. Uh, you know what I should start doing? Um, I should start... Tell me more. Um, at the beginning of the show, telling people to to subscribe and like and share and listen and just in case they don't make it all the way through. Just in case we bore them 10 minutes in.
0: Subscribe first, then let us bore you.
1: Yeah, yeah, Like, subscribe, and, then f- and share.
0: And forget to unsubscribe.
1: Yeah, and then um, if you don't make it all the way through, you've already done all those things.
0: And it makes us happy.
1: Yeah, it makes us happy. But let's just be honest here. Listening to us probably makes them happy, too.
0: It, it, that thought helps me sleep at night.
1: Yeah. Uh, I've been told we've put people to sleep a couple of times. I listen to you when I'm trying to go to sleep. Um,
0: I listen cool also man. to, I mean, I use it to put myself to sleep.
1: Us? Oh, nice.
0: Just, just my parts. Whenever you talk, it snaps it, me it, wide it awake. <laughs>
1: I think you're a dirty liar. It gives me life. You're a filthy, filthy liar. It is everything. But anyways, uh what's I'm, been going on, man? How's your week? How's your week been? How's dude, your two weeks been? It's been a while since i yeah, seen you. Yeah,
0: no, it's it's been a crazy crazy couple weeks. Um for those that are listening to me talk for the first time, uh, cheerleading is a very big part of my life. And that <laughs> sounds like a joke. Uh, it actually started as a joke. Yeah. That's a funny story. We don't have to get back into that. No, yeah. we've, but, been, uh, we've been there, done yeah, that. Yeah. So, um, but no, uh, we just wrapped up the end of the All Star season, which for, for those who don't know, all, there's, there's different styles of cheer. All Star cheer is yeah. competitive. And uh, we just got back from Worlds. Yeah. And the gym that I and the team doctor for got a World Champion, a World Championship, a Silver, and a Bronze. So we're the only, I believe, we're the only single location gym. Aside from like you know, big programs at multiple locations around the country. I think we're the only single facility that brought home three globes it, from the competition. Nice, so it was a cool weekend.
1: Yeah, cool. cool. My week has been horrible. Thanks for asking. Um, and I, I truly want to hear about it. I'm not going to tell you because I don't want to rehash it. But work <laughs> sucks. That's all I'll say.
0: We, we won't say what you do, because then that will open a can of worms of what part sucks the most.
1: <laughs> yeah, we don't want to do that. I'm, dig-
0: I'm digging this uh, this throwback San Antonio Thanks, sweatshirt man. you got on. Thanks, man. I, I, I love the, the throwback colors.
1: Yeah, the Fiesta colors are yeah, great. Man. Uh Speaking of spurs, um, my favorite spur ever was inducted into the Hall of Fame this week. He gave a pretty cool speech. Uh, I'm kind of – listen, he thanked man, uh, Manu – another one of my favorites ever. He thanked Tony Parker, another one of my favorites ever. And I love all three of them, Timmy, Manu, this, the original big three, Uh you know, I think. And it wasn't a team that was you had to construct from outside players. They were all drafted.
0: Uh
1: And uh, unfortunately, uh, I am uh, jumping off the pop wagon
0: yeah I think it's time for him to hang it up.
1: It's time for him to to either be a basketball coach or be a politician. yeah, choose one okay i'm I'm the type uh, and I know a lot of people don't like this. I'm the type that if you're a basketball player, be a basketball player. I do not care about your political opinions, okay? But, oh, uh, I got to use my platform, you know, for good. Uh, okay, but people are allowed to have different political views than you. Really? And people are allowed.
0: But how am I supposed to get my agenda across?
1: Right. <laughs> people are allowed to disagree with you. It's how you react to their disagreement on how I'm going to judge you. Fair enough. Does that make sense?
0: And the least political, least in the spotlight, right? Least talked about slash greatest Ford of all time
1: of all time. Tim oh. Duncan. Uh, I love listening to uh, the stories from old players mm-hmm. talking about man. I tried to trash talk him, and you know I was saying this and that and another, and he was just killing me the whole night, not saying he didn't say a word a word. Mm-mm. You know, type thing, just giving me this stoic, like blank look, while he killed me the entire night. Mm-hmm. I think Draymond Green was one of them.
0: Yeah, uh, I saw. I saw that little like on ESPN or something. He talked about he's like I could not get him to break.
1: Right, and it's and that's awesome. Uh, another good part about this weekend was I used I, I I hated Kevin Garnett. Just I hated him. He was the anti tim duncan mm-hmm. you know you have batman and joker you know you have lex luther and and uh superman mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. timmy and and kg that's the anti-hero and uh, they went into the hall together and i loved kevin garnett's speech talking about yo it was it's an honor to be put in the hall of fame the same day as you you know type thing given finally you know and I feel like the whole time he respected Timmy yeah you know throughout just the career competitive though but it really shined through in his speech so what's so,
0: i mean that's the same thing with um with uh Michael Jordan and uh, Dikembe. right just trash talking eyes closed at the free throw line right? And, you know
1: just just, just a – yeah you could tell the finger wag you could tell in KG's speech uh Last night, that the the respect is is definitely there, mm-hmm. you know, for mm-hmm. those uh, for those two. So it was good. One thing I didn't like was Timmy's hair; it's getting out of control, man.
0: He's just letting it go. So, speaking of Timmy and Pop, uh-huh. you know, I remember a couple months ago when Pop got ejected, and the media was all over it. Who was running the team when you were ejected? Right. That's when Timmy had. Not long before i would come back to coach. Then you had Becky. Right. And so they were trying to eat it up. You know, like, who's who was running the team? Just trying to get that story of, like, first female NBA coach. And Pop right. was all over it. Like, I'm not going to give you guys this answer. Like, Timmy, Timmy was running the game. Like, I'm not giving you that, you know? Right. So now that Becky has officially had a game where she was the head coach.
1: Yeah, she got stomped.
0: And so now the question that in my mind comes when Pop does decide to hang up the Spurs, who are they going to put in charge?
1: Well, Timmy already resigned. I didn't know that. Yeah, Timmy resigned. So,
0: I guess Becky isn't.
1: I mean, maybe, but I mean, uh she coached uh she coached last night while he was at the ceremony mm-hmm. and I mean, the Spurs got smacked by 40 points. So, but to her, you know, n- not to take away from her. I mean, the Spurs kind of suck. You know what I mean? Like they don't have that. Demar, Co-
0: COVID was like, I am not gonna say it was that, but it was like that was the you know that that year. You know, because it was like first year not making the playoffs in twenty years, and everybody was like, well, maybe it was an asterisk year because of everything that was going on, mm-hmm. and it's like the trend isn't ending, right? And that's heartbreaking.
1: Yeah. Well, it speaking, is.
0: Speaking of heartbreaking trends, or f- it breaks my heart to see people talking so disdainfully about, uh, as they used to say in Florida, Timmy Tuba.
1: Timmy Tuba?
0: Tim making his return.
1: How do you feel about that? You know, and I want I'm, you to- I'm, I'm
0: honest, I'm excited.
1: Here's the route I want you to take, okay? Colin Kaepernick, go that route. Like I'm
0: thinking from Colin Kaepernick's experience. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I mean, yeah. sure. I mean, he's from from, um, from, from the from the uh,
0: comparison of the two.
1: Comparison of how is Tebow getting a job before?
0: So, and I've Kaepernick. I've had this I've had this conversation with patients, and you know, not that I feel like I need to go into detail about my history and life and family and all stuff but obviously the race stuff comes into this and if you know me at all you know that there's no iota of any part of me that has any sort of bigotry or ill will or right. or, or feels like the the equality fight is falling on deaf ears i mean i i'm right there i you know i have black family members i've had black girlfriends i've i, I helped raise and adopted son that was half black with my ex-girlfriend for two two and a half years i mean like you know when the when the fight is the fight i'm all on board with it right so i, I don't think colin the colin copper or kaepernick thing i have it angers me when people say that you know it's white privilege for tim and you know caps blood you know black and this whole thing and it's not because i don't believe in the fight it's that kaepernick had an agenda with his practice day and it was to get pr it was to yeah, I'm gonna get out, I'm throw some passes, I'm gonna try to look good. But it was, he was angry that it wasn't the media spectacle that he wanted. Right? He no, he created <laughs> that. Well, he it was it was supposed to be at a, at the Georgia Dome, and it was, it was at a right. high school. He was supposed to have all these scouts, they didn't come. It was supposed to be these big media outlets, they didn't come. So like he was more mad that it didn't get up to the hype that he wanted. And then you look at Tim, and everybody's throwing shade at Tim. Not everybody, but a lot of these, you know, Des Bryant was one of the big ones that threw shade yeah. at Tim. I don't think it has anything to do with that political side of it. You got Urban Meyer, who's Tim's old coach, right, in Tim's hometown, right, with a with the worst team in the league with the highest salary cap, and they are tr- my. So my uncle was the head chef for the Jaguars, and I hear from him about stuff that's going on in the stadium and this. It's it's really cool to get his input on things. They are just trying to put butts in seats. Yeah. That's it. I you got a one, you know, they they're not talking about a 10-year $100 million deal. They're talking about a 1 one-year $1 million deal. Right. And I said a long time ago, my uncle told me at one point there were fans out front when Tim got cut loose from the Jets, like friendly protests, bring Tim home, bring Tim back, bring Tim back, regardless of where you put him or if you even play him. Having that kind of mentality in your locker room is brilliant. Yeah. He's only going to be positive. Who cares if he doesn't play?
1: I think Urban Meyer was the only one that could talk him into switching to tight end. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a brilliant move because, let's just be honest, Tim Tebow's an athlete, Mm -hmm. okay? Just because you're an athlete doesn't make you a good quarterback because we all know Tim sucks in the NFL as a quarterback. He's not an NFL quarterback. Great. Opinion. Opinion. He was not a good NFL quarterback. When he he was got a,
0: put in when he when they put him in
1: against Pittsburgh. And, he threw when a, he was in Okay, he threw a slant that he Demarius Thomas did the rest of the, the work.
0: First game they won that year was when they put him in.
1: Listen, John Elway just didn't like Tim Tebow. Listen, he's not. I'm not a, saying he's the
0: best, but I don't, he's I don't not. Think he got a fair shot. He's
1: not even a sustainable NFL career quarterback. We wouldn't know. He didn't get a shot. He, he got shots. He got shots. He went to Philadelphia. He went to New York. He couldn't even make the teams. But anyways.
0: So I talked to Tim when we were in college, right before the draft. Oh, y'all
1: you know, were BFS?
0: No, we just shared the same training room because mm-hmm. after games, there was one spot How where How do you feel athletes.
1: about electrotherapy? Do you love it?
0: Like what kind of electrotherapy?
1: Like the where you. The STEM? Yeah, the electro. Yeah,
0: STEM. There's STEM and 10s. I like, stem, I like stem. I'm a stem. fan of. Tens is an electrical. It's an electrical trick. You're tricking your brain not to feel the pain underneath it.
1: I, I like turning and, it up as high as you know, I can to watch like, watch yeah. my muscles spaz out. But anyways, you talked to Tim. So I talked to Tim and I was, you know, <laughs>
0: this was when. So a lot of people don't know this, but Tim's non-throwing shoulder was injured his final year at Florida. Okay. So they kept it under wraps. They didn't want to affect his draft stock. So he and I are sitting next to each other on treatment tables after games he's getting his shoulder like wrapped up ice treated all this stuff I'm getting my knees worked on and we chat from time to time super cool dude like everything you see in the media is, is him like it's not a, it's never been fake it's never been oversold and I was talking to him I said man like obviously you know what they're saying about the draft and that you may not go at all or may not go as a quarterback They may try to pick you up for something else like what would you do and he's like honestly like if I didn't go as a quarterback like I would just go do ministry with my dad that was his answer, and I felt like that's legit. Like that's what he would do, and so for him coming back and playing as tight end, they were trying. You know, they tried to put him as they they were they, he, they were trying to pick him up as a fullback. He was being talked to about as a tight end. USA Rugby offered him a contract to come and play rugby. So he had like all this stuff. So I honestly think that like, I think he realizes he's not going to be great. I don't think that he. He's not the kind of person that's overzealous. I think he knows that, like, I'm not going to be a Hall of Fame tight end. I think he's looking at it like...
1: I think he could be serviceable.
0: I think he'd be for sure useful. But I I don't think that he's going into it as, like, I know that I'm going to be this amazing tight end. I think he's just trying to make a positive impact on a a team.
1: The only thing that is going to get him, okay, running routes and catching passes, that's Mm -hmm. one thing. Mm -hmm. Blocking a defensive end... On counter or ISO or whatever you know whatever else that's something completely different and when you're not used to blocking and this is going to be your first time mm-hmm. ever in your career mm-hmm. trying to learn how to block mm-hmm. you're gonna get beat oh for sure so that's that's going be that's going be the hardest part for him
0: my my rehab specialist that works with me every day that does the rehab side of our treatment played defensive end in the league mm-hmm his list, he, he won a Big Ten title with Northwestern. He played for, he got drafted to...
1: He played in the Rose Bowl, huh? I think so. Yeah. With, uh, who was that running back at Autry?
0: Maybe, yeah. 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 So he got drafted to the the Ravens. Okay. So the show, uh, Hard Knocks, mm-hmm. the very first episode is about the guy that works with me. Oh, nice. The whole episode is about him and, and getting to training camp. Then he played for the 49ers, played for the Cowboys, then went to Europe Played in the NFL, Europe won a World Bowl, came back and played in the AFL for like eight years until the the league shut down. Right. His listed playing size 6'5", 280. Yeah. And he moved like watching his some of his old clips. Right. He moved like LeBron. Yeah. No, will never stop him.
1: That's the crazy part is these these dudes are monsters. They're like, you know what, it, um, mutants. They're like X Men. Yeah. These these NFL linemen. Especially the ends because they move like they move like skill position players. Hey, I'm on the defensive line,
0: running a four six.
1: Right, running a four five four six forty. That's wild to me. You know trip. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. My listen, two stories. I grew up uh, in middle school and and most high school. My first three years of high school, I played quarterback. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, in between. My junior and senior year, we got new coaches in, and those idiots decided that it would be a, a smooth idea to put your quarterback at linebacker. Keep that face. Yeah, make that face again. <laughs> I just turned the camera on you. It's just So you got you got a quarterback who listen, man. Put
0: you I mean you put us another skilled offensive position, I get it. Listen, you, you understand.
1: I, and I've said that a hundred times, like if I had to do it all over again, you know, they called me into the office like, "What do you think about playing linebacker?" And I'm like, "I think it's a, a horrible idea." And he goes, "Well, well, you're out of the running for quarterback." And I said, "Well, if it get me on the field, whatever. I just want to play." Mm-hmm. You know, hindsight 2020, I probably would have been the best receiver on that on the team mm-hmm. had I, you know, had I. Uh, you know what? I know the offense. I know, you know, I know. Put me a wide receiver. Yeah. And that would have been a complete that would have changed things completely. Mm-hmm. But uh I and that's what I would do. I would, you know, put me a wide receiver instead. But you put somebody who is used to um wearing the red jersey, not being touched during practice. Now all of a sudden I gotta stick my nose into every hit. You know, that's that's a complete it's a different mindset. Completely,
0: but in thinking of like this position switch, like at the time for you that makes sense, right? But like for Tim's situation, if you try to think, you you know he's not going to do quarterback. Mm -hmm. You know that he's not fast enough to be a fullback. He's not big enough or fast enough to be a fullback. He's not small enough or fast enough to be a tailback. Right. He's not fast enough or tall enough to be a receiver. Right. He's not big enough to play defense. Right. It only leaves one spot left.
1: And he's going to be one of those little hybrid tight ends, like the Dallas Clark type, who you can mm-hmm. who you can split out wide. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. as a blocker, he's going to be a liability. Mm-hmm. Me stopping the run was a liability because I'm not i don't have that like i'm I'm trying to erase years and years of a mindset mm-hmm. to now you know just it it wasn't a, a a switch that could be flipped these coaches were idiots for even thinking about it and to this day I will call them an idiot if they
0: i see, i see them using Tim on like a twins tight like a twins like a two set tight end I see them using him for like Five like five yard turnarounds or like just middle slants. Like I see him cro- getting like little crossing routes. I
1: see him getting five to seven plays a game. If that, if that. I see know? him
0: being a red, or a, a red zone player
1: or a decoy.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. I see him being a red zone decoy.
1: So yeah, it's it's because he is
0: because regardless, he was good in college. Red zone was like where he lived because he was dual threat. So you got to anticipate that it, when they get in the red zone, if he comes out, they know that like he may not be good for big yards, right? But he's got enough crazy in him that like even even a little pitch, like he'll put his shoulder down and fight.
1: I definitely think it was uh, a smart move not to go the fullback route because fullbacks almost don't even exist in the NFL anymore. Oh, for you sure. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like bad idea. What do we need?
0: Keep my hair in my face. Oh, Okay. You know, what What does, a couple things that I do get excited about is, number one, the potential to see a Trevor Lawrence to Tim Tebow touchdown. Yeah. And number two, to potentially watch, well, not potentially, to guarantee watch Trevor Lawrence's first loss ever. Yeah. He's undefeated in high school, and he never lost a regular season game at Clemson.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Uh, you know what makes me sick is that uh, running back that Clemson had that also got drafted, ETN. Mm-hmm. He was uh, – I'm A&M through and through, and he was uh, committed to A&M. He he uh, opened his recruiting back up, decommitted, and went to Clemson instead. Mm, yeah. That's rough. I, can't, I can only imagine.
0: Well, you know, similar to that, the, the, the one player who I can't stand regardless of how good he is, Cam Newton.
1: Oh, yeah. He's done done, uh, they drafted uh, Mac Jones, really uh New England did, so cam, he's in his feelings now he's he's big, big, booty hurt right now, which whatever. I was never a cam fan anyway. I got a friend who played with him at Blinn when they won the national title. Mm-hmm. says he's an idiot. Oh, you know I, when I, he's at Florida, I'm he's sure at Florida.
0: He's at, no, oh, so here's the thing. all these people, so when I was at Florida, there's only two losses that we had the years that we won the championships.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So in the three years I was there, national title, off year, Capital One Bowl, lost to Michigan. But that was Tim's Heisman year. Right. And then national title. Mm-hmm. The two years with the national title, we only lost one game. Both years was to Auburn. Mm-hmm. So everybody that was Auburn was on the cam train. Cam this, cam that, cam this. First of all, Cam Newton didn't care, couldn't care less about Auburn. He got picked up by Auburn after going to Mm Blinn, doing big stuff, came over because they offered him a place to play. And all these people are like, Cam, you know, this and left Florida. And, you know, Cam did, you know, he was never found guilty for stealing stuff. What they don't realize the story behind that, because I wrote a paper on it in one of my, in this law class I took. Cam took the laptop, threw it out of a window, then they found it in the bush outside of his dorm. Tied him to the theft, and part of his agreement to not be found guilty was to leave Florida. Was to leave Florida, and they would drop it. So he didn't get he didn't leave Florida because oh, I don't want to be here anymore. Cause he got kicked out right. as a part of an agreement.
1: I hate Cam Newton. To be completely honest, <laughs> like I can't stand his attitude, and watching Bon Miller terrorize him mm-hmm. the entire Super Bowl, and then the funny memes. Mm. That came after that the Mm -hmm. uh, the the strip sack memes. I think the one um, they had cam they put Cam Newton's uh, face on a water polo player, and they put Von Miller, you know, coming (laughs) up from behind him. You know, (laughs) it was funny, but
0: did you you see Brady's tweet?
1: No, I did not.
0: So the the schedules were released for Uh the upcoming season. Week four, Tampa Bay is playing the Patriots, and. Tom said, Oh, it's like when your high school friends meet your college friends. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, Listen, man. Tom said, Tom woke up and chose violence.
1: (laughs) Listen, man, I don't care what you say about Tom Brady. He's the goat. He will, he will, it'll be years and years and years before somebody is renamed the goat over him. Oh, yeah. Uh, But I follow him on Instagram Mm -hmm. and his, um, his videos after games with Gronk. Uh hilarious. Bad boys for life in the background. Hilarious. Oh they're hilarious. So funny. Yeah, he he's he's definitely the goat. Uh
0: In my head I put to, like, I put together this just completely off the wall. This was like months ago. Uh-huh. When when the when the Urban Meyer talk first started happening. I put together this crazy just completely out there reality in my head of things like this story that i hoped was going to happen Mm -hmm. and the amount of things that have taken place in this obscure reality that i created is kind of unsettling me so i had this story of an urban's going to show up in jacksonville and they're going to draft some crazy top prospect and then tim's going to come back because he's a hometown boy and you got Tom Brady's down here in, in Tampa Bay. He's gonna leave Tampa Bay, decide, hey, you know what? We're gonna, I'm gonna be the first quarterback to win one with three teams, and I'm gonna do a one year deal. And then like Charlie Strong's gonna come and work with Urban again. Wow. And then Dan Mullen's gonna leave Florida and it's gonna be like the old school days. And literally, like I from what I was told, and I to, I need to fact check this. I don't know if it's true or not. Somebody told me that Charlie is already back hired on Urban staff. Oh, really? For Jacksonville. I don't know if that's true. So if it's not true. Man, literally hearsay. See if you can find it. Because if it is, that's literally like half the things that I'm threw out there in this reality.
1: I wish Charlie Strong still uh, coached for the University of Texas. They were real good when he was when he was there. Here's the thing about Texas, man. You know this just as well as I do.
0: There is too much alum pressure and money for them to be mediocre. (laughs) And any coach that walks in is never going to get a fair shake and long enough to, like, Charlie didn't even have enough time to recruit his own kids.
1: Charlie Strong is now uh, inside linebackers coach and assistant head coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars. That is wild, man. You got
0: Charlie and Urban back. And I, one thing I will say, see if you can find when Dan Mullen's contract is up at Florida. Because if it's up next year, And he's like basically up for rehire. I would not be surprised if Urban doesn't reach out to him. And he's like, "We
1: got Tim. We got Charlie.
0: Let's see if we can do it again."
1: (laughs) Because clearly they can, they can create winning teams. I keep hitting this camera. My bad, viewers. Dan Mullins. He's a he's a turd. Well, he's not a very good coach. He's a good offensive uh, quarterbacks coach. Well, I mean, a head coach. Yeah. Well, that's. Either uh let's see here his contract is t- 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 t. it was a six-year contract and he's in the fourth year right now he's in his fourth year that was three years ago yeah. so two years he'll be two years he'll be the quarterback coach in jacksonville i mean <laughs> i guess i guess let's just keep jacksonville sucking
0: well think about this you got you Tom, know? tom's got he extended what one more year with Tampa Bay.
1: Uh, who? Tom Brady. Yeah, he's he's on the one year deals. So
0: imagine if Tom Mm-mm. did he extend it for two
1: more? I think they did two more.
0: Same time Dan Mullen's done.
1: <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Dude, by that time he's gonna be fifty years old.
0: He said he, he said he wanted to play till he's fifty. He said yeah. that like four years ago.
1: That's fair. Could you
0: imagine that? Tom Brady, Tim Tebow, Trevor Lawrence, Dan Mullen. Karen They'll still. never
1: do that in two years, especially if Trevor Lawrence is everything Trevor Lawrence is supposed to be. You know what I mean? They're not going to – if Trevor Lawrence is killing it, even though Jacksonville will probably still suck, mm-hmm. they're not going to disrupt that for a year just to bring Tom Brady in and then bring Lawrence back in. That'd be stupid. If
0: I would have said six months ago Tim Tebow is going to come back and play tight end, you would have said that would never happen?
1: Well, it's not necessarily true. It'd be hard to believe, though. I mean – Tim Tebow, Tim, listen, Tim Tebow likes the spotlight. I don't care what anybody says. He loves being in the spotlight. Like loves it. Mm-hmm. No matter how humble he is and everything.
0: Like, I think we all do.
1: Um, I don't to know. To some but,
0: extent. Yeah, maybe.
1: Maybe. I, We're
0: going to get into psychology on this. Everybody likes some spotlight.
1: Yeah. Whatever. I don't even care about the NFL that much.
0: Yeah, well, you know, do you hear about Pujols?
1: Uh, yeah. So, you see that guy to your left?
0: The Grinch?
1: No, right next to the Grinch.
0: You throwing a football?
1: No, on the other side. Yeah. That's uh the twin of one of my friends named Stupid Mario. Mm-hmm. I love Stupid Mario. He's an idiot. Uh, He's the biggest internet troll that I know. Okay? Big Dodgers fan. And he makes fun of the Angels any chance he gets.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He did not... Particularly enjoy finding out that Pujols is now a Dodger. Um, sure. After the Angels let him go, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Uh, I'm glad the Angels got rid of him. How Be- many
0: years has he been playing now?
1: I think this is his 19th year. No, this is this is his 21st year. Actually, I'm lying because I think he played 11 with he played 11 with the Cardinals, and he mm-hmm. played almost a full 10. He played nine in some months with the Angels. Wow. So he's in his 21st year. But uh, there is speculation that he was not actually 32 years old when he signed with the Angels. He quite possibly could have been a few years older than his birth certificate said. Really? His decline when he got to Anaheim was so rapid mm-hmm. Uh He was, he was a shell of himself. Right. You know when he was in Anaheim, I hated him being in Anaheim. Like I was excited about the idea of Pujols when he did sign with the Angels, because I'm a big Angels fan. I love the Angels. Mm -hmm. So when he signed with the Angels, I was excited about what could be. So I was excited about the idea. Mm -hmm. He was a double play machine. Any time the Angels would start rallying and getting on base, and let's make something happen, up comes Pujols and kills that rally with a double, an inning-ending rally-killing double play. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. So the guy still had pop. Uh, went to the uh, Astros Angels game uh, last month, and he hit one on a rope. I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't one of these. It was on a rope. Uh, That's the
0: thing, you know that old man string.
1: That left to to left field, and they got that taller wall in left mm-hmm. field at Minute Maid, and it was over that and hit the back wall, and the sound off the bat was st- still amazing. You know the the pop that this old man has, but it's yeah. too it's too few and far between.
0: I had a similar feeling because I'm a Braves fan. Mm-hmm. And we were in a How do
1: I know so many Braves fans in San Antonio? Like, I know a ton.
0: There's a lot of Braves fans. Yeah.
1: Okay, go ahead. We were in a slump for a while after
0: Bobby uh, Bobby left. and Bobby Cox is a legend. Oh, there's... there's <laughs> I, I mean, like, growing up, a Braves fan, like, that's the one team. Like, I've, I've had teams when I move, and some of the sports I, you know, wasn't, like, a big fan of watching, but whatever. But baseball... And the Braves have been a mainstay since I was a kid. Yeah. And so we were in a slump after Bobby left for a while. We'd make it to the playoffs. We'd be out in the first round. And then the supposed it was going to be like the revi- you know, the, the revival. Right. The Upton brothers and Jason Hayward. And oh. the Upton brothers combined hit for under 200. They were
1: awful. Justin Upton plays for the Angels right now. And it's trash. I cannot wait till he leaves. Edward. But the crazy thing is, is is we the Angels, we were after uh, Justin Upton, um, before he signed the big contract with Arizona. That's mm. no, he was playing with Arizona. I think it was with y'all. I don't even remember. But we were after him like years, years before that. Mm-hmm right and then uh they thought it'd be cool 3 years later when his decline is already evident mm-hmm. to bring him in and he's just been yo he's been trash since he got since the, the minute he got here i hate him
0: who's uh how how far are we in this baseball season right now
1: uh it's may so uh, I'll tell you
0: the pandemic has thrown off like all a, the month. a month and a half who's uh I'm gonna pull that up Let's Who's this, the best team right now? Who's leading the the divisions?
1: Uh San Francisco's leading. So at the it's Boston, Boston's leading the AL East. I want to say Cleveland's up there in the in the central. Oakland for the West.
0: Central is Cleveland's in second, White Sox.
1: Well, okay, White Sox.
0: So the Cleveland is 3 games behind the White Sox. The Astros are one game behind the Athletics. Oakland.
1: And then for the National League, let me guess. San Francisco's in first. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to say either Philadelphia or Washington Mm -hmm. in the East. Second. Who's in the East? The Mets. Oh, the Mets are first. Wow.
0: But the Phillies are up three games in the Mets, but the Mets – are uh,
1: percentage they're a
0: point they're 5-2 and the Phillies are
1: 5-1. Okay. Okay, so it's percentage. Braves, Braves are third. Braves are third. And, and then, then in the central eight. I want to say it's either Cincinnati or Milwaukee.
0: Milwaukee is second, Cincinnati is 3.
1: Oh, are you serious? Yep. Are the Cardinals the, first?
0: The Cards are the first. Oh, wow. They came Brew, back. Brewers are 2 games behind, Reds are 4 games behind.
1: Okay. Well, I don't know as much as I think I know. All I I know is the Dodgers and stupid uh, Mario are in third behind the Padres and the Giants, and then the Angels are dead last right now because they lost like five in a row. They finally beat Boston today. Oh, what do you know? The Angels won one. However, I will say this. The Angels do have two. The Angels
0: are not dead last.
1: Oh, it takes us last now after today? Okay, y'all cool. Are,
0: they're, they're one game up on y'all, but y'all are 4-3 and they're 4-2.
1: Okay, gotcha. Um, I will say this. The Angels have the two best baseball players in the world. Who? Uh, Mike Trout and Shohei Otani-san.
0: Is he the guy that does all the funny interviews about banana monkey? No, no that's a dude in. That?
1: he That's a dude in Toronto. Oh
0: yeah, monkeys no crumbs.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So monkey
0: eat two banana no crumbs.
1: Um, no. Shohei pitches and hits. He's a he's a he's a real good pitcher with control issues. If he gets those under control, he'll be real good. But he leads. He's tied. He's tied for the league lead in home runs. Mm. Last person who did that Babe Ruth. So. You're talking about generations ago, yeah. You know, for a player that that diverse or whatever.
0: Yeah, Babe pitched.
1: Babe was a pitcher when he got sold to New York from Boston.
0: But he, his main position was That's right field. I want to say, builder.
1: yeah. So I wish it. Listen, man, I wish I could have seen Babe Ruth play. that have been so. You good. know what I mean? I wish I. There's a lot of the old school that I wish I could have seen player. Ty Cobb. Yeah. Uh, Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron. Uh, Willie Mays, Shoeless Joe Jackson, uh, Ted Williams—I mm-hmm. would have loved to see all of them. Uh, I would have loved to seen uh, Satchel Paige and Josh Gibson, you know. But you know, love the, the—I
0: think, think it's funny too. You think about like the mentality back in the days. Guys are in the dugout smoking cigars and sipping whiskey. Right, right. It was a, you know, good old boys' running,
1: back. running down to the clubhouse and smoking a cigarette and taking a shot of whiskey and then going up to bat and hitting a hitting a double. You know, <laughs> uh, who was the one pitcher Wells? He was a uh, he was a pitcher for the Yankees. Said he was so high and and strung out on cocaine when he threw his perfect game.
0: I don't know about David
1: that. David Wells. I think it was his name.
0: There was a guy that threw a perfect game tripping on acid. Yeah, and he said at one point, um, he said at one point Ronald Reagan. Like the umpire turned or the the turned into Ronald Reagan uh, or something like that. That's funny. Um, okay, I'll find, I'm gonna find that who this is. Uh,
1: baseball, baseball, is weird, man. Yeah, it's super weird. Uh, yeah. The characters that you have. You Doc
0: know. Ellis dropped acid and threw he threw a no hitter. Um, and uh, he said, according to him, speed pills were consumed ninety percent of major league players at the time. We did everything we could. Partied all the time. We tried to see who could. Outdo each other on amphetamines. Normal dose was five. If he took ten, I'd take twenty. If he took twenty, I'd take twenty-five. And uh, he said in the experiments with LSD, um, he listened to the Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> and uh, you know Jimi
1: Hendrix uh, used to to lace his headbands in LSD. So he'd sweat it. Yeah, and it'd go straight to his bloodstream. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's when you get the iconic um, Woodstock. Version of the Star, Stang- Star Spangled Banner from Jimi Hendrix, probably mm-hmm. one of the the greatest ever played on a guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, he was tripping. You know, uh, you
0: know who else was rolling their f- or tripping their like face off at Woodstock. You can say balls,
1: man, tripping balls. Well, you know, oh, I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> Uh Santana. Oh Santana yeah. Santana
0: talks about how he was so like out of his mind unless said He didn't even know where he was. Um, so he said, uh, he said. <laughs> That he was so he was so high, uh, he said uh, his teammates had no idea what was going on. I said that it's just it's this is Doc being crazy Doc, and he said two weeks later he told him about what was going on. He said I was so I was so high I didn't I was unable to tell which way players were facing, couldn't tell if they were right-handed or left-handed batters. He said I also had no idea who I was looking at. He said it could have been Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, or Mickey Mantle. He said I was just out there throwing a baseball and having a good time. <laughs>
1: Drugs are a crazy thing, man Do a no-hitter Yeah
0: Uh, I've read some Like more detailed story about That where he talked about like
1: At one point he said like The president was out on the field with him Yeah You know who I bet has some real good stories to tell? Doc Mm. Gooden Who's that? uh, And Daryl Strawberry Daryl Strawberry, yeah Doc Gooden And Doc Gooden was a pitcher uh, for the Mets, when Daryl Strawberry was there, and he was he was uh, accused, probably probably proven to be true that he uh he was high all the time snorting cocaine and doing all kinds of drugs, him and Daryl Strawberry. But I can only imagine how good these players would be, or you know especially those two, if you know they they kept on the straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. But I bet they got some cool stories.
0: Consider the circumstances. I started having a crazy idea in the fourth inning that Richard Nixon was the home plate umpire, and once I thought I was pitching a baseball to Jimi Hendrix, who to me was holding a guitar and swinging it over the plate. After fanning Ed Spiezo on a curveball in the bottom of the ninth, he completed his long, strange trip without surrendering a single hit into a victory. <laughs> <laughs> That's he said, fun. "He said uh, he rented a. He said uh, he showed up late. He didn't show up until Friday night, like right before the." the game, I guess the next day. So he said he rented a car, dropped a tab of acid timing it. Oh, on the way to the game he was late. So he rented a car, dropped a tab of acid timing it so it would hit him right as he arrived. Uh, he said, What's wrong with you? She asked him when I was rally said, I'm high as a Georgia Pine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> listen, baseball story is hilarious. Listen, baseball is the only the only sport you could actually like you could do that with. Imagine tripping acid and trying to play football. Oh no. You couldn't do it. Oh, no. Imagine tripping acid and trying to shoot a basketball oh, into a hoop. No,
0: no. You, The ball would just stay in the air.
1: Mm. The it, ball wouldn't be a ball.
0: Be holding a human head. Right. I saw a, a, a comedian. I can't remember who it was. He said, uh, he said, bowling is the only sport that you can eat while playing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Eat and drink.
0: And still play.
1: And still play. So would that make it a – that's false, by the way. Golf, golf. Yep, I was about to say. Yeah, which I do neither of when uh, I I bowl and golf. I don't drink or eat. Really, I don't drink at all anyway. But
0: the way I used to play with my buddies in golf was, it's you know the the earn the suck. You you could earn an extra mulligan by taking a shot of whiskey. Oh no! So like every mulligan you earned, you're gonna need.
1: (laughs) I play with my buddy Josh, and he's a stickler to the rules. He hates mulligans. No, I, I mean I get it. I get it, but he is—he's uh, actually trying to like, you know, get a legit handicap and you know playing all the time mm-hmm. and, and all this stuff. So it's kind of—I get it. I cheat when I play golf. I you know get a get a triple bogey on a hole and I'm calling double bogey, you know, and actually counting fake hits, you know, like one two. <laughs> I went up to Dallas uh, last weekend and played golf with him, and he he busted me out on that. What'd you get, Adam? Six. He go, wait, wait a minute. I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> I got an eight, you know, type thing. So, yes, whatever. <laughs> I don't
0: play a lot of golf. When I, I tell people my golfing prowess can be explained as you want to play with me, but you also want to play against me. Right. You'll beat me, but I'm good enough that if I'm on your team, we'll be all right.
1: Yeah. If it, listen, I'm good at scrambles. Okay. Best balls. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're gonna hit the best ball. That's where I'm good at.
0: I do like scrambles.
1: You know, be, and and the best part about it is when we get to the green, mm-hmm. I'll always go last because I'm gonna watch what they do first mm-hmm. and how the I can read a green pretty decently, but if I can watch them and see how fast the the green is 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 rolling. Mm-hmm. And uh, the break of the ball or whatever, I can do that. But you
0: know, if, I've never had. I I've you know patients and friends that like they'll go and they just they're golfers right. right. They play golf. They, they'll like they'll they'll say you know I'm no good by like playing. Mm-hmm. I've never been somebody that you know I have a set of clubs. You know if I if I need to play I got them. Yeah. You know? But I've never been a person to be like just willingly on my own go like I'm gonna go play golf. And this past weekend when we were at in Orlando uh, for Worlds. The owner of the cheer gym is a huge golfer. His son golfed it. He's either UIW or, or Trinity. He's I a mean, collegiate golfer, really good. And he plays regularly. And driving through the resort that the house we rented for the staff to stay in, it was on a golf resort. Right. And driving through that a couple times a day and watching these guys out there, like, just out there playing and stuff, it was, like, the first time in my life where I thought... You
1: know, I c- People do this on purpose. I
0: would go and... Like I'm kind of interested. Yeah. Maybe I'll go play nine. You know. Yeah. Like like play like walk a true nine and. Well then let's make go. Afternoon of it. Let's yeah, go. I'm done.
1: Like I get like I get home from work at like six thirty. Well now that the weather's the sun's out as late. That as it gives goes. me about two hours.
0: Well, and you got some of the lit courses too.
1: And you could go get nine holes in before it gets dark. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So Happy we sh- we should work that out. No, yeah, let's do it. But uh, Josh's brother is a is a head uh, golf coach at one of the high schools up in Dallas. Oh cool. And he's real good. Like he used to come down. Uh, he used to come down to San Antonio and play at the quarry in a tournament and mm-hmm. win it. And win these tournaments. It's not a, not a, I'm just going to come down and hey, you know I'm going to have some fun if mm-hmm. I if I
0: he's coming to play
1: if I get if I get top ten cool, but I, at least I had a good time type thing. It's I'm coming down and I'm winning these things
0: for our listeners that have kids.
1: Start uh, them now, dude.
0: Especially the girls.
1: Yeah, because
0: a lot of. The universities for Title IX restrictions,
1: uh-huh.
0: like they'll pick up any girl that can swing a club, right? So if you have like kids that are looking for college, like scholarships, and you got a a girl that has you know some athletic prowess, but you know she's probably gonna make a big college. Seriously, just get her swinging a golf club a couple times a week, and she'll get picked up. I right. like, I have patients who tell me like who their daughters started playing golf like their junior year, mm-hmm. and are getting full ride scholarships. Well, that's how mm-hmm.
1: uh, that's how Josh's brother was. He was a baseball player. And once he, uh, Josh, and actually Josh was telling me this past weekend, you know, is once he played his last high school mm. baseball game, he just picked up the clubs and and started going at it, playing all the time, and just got real good, you know. Mm. So and Josh, Josh isn't bad either. Yeah. I mean, Josh tells me if he can keep it in the nineties, he's he's good. But I watch him play, mm. you know, and he he's got a good he's got a good stroke. He's got good uh, uh short game, yeah, you know, type thing, but. Golf's fun, man. I it's enjoy. relaxing.
0: I like going to the range.
1: I, I like going to the range as well, uh, but I don't like uh, if I'm at the range. I get bored, so I always get the small bucket, mm-hmm. you know. Because I mean, yeah, cool. I can hit. I can hit this to the trees, you know. Right. Cool. You know, give me some, Give me something. You know, to to actually like aim for it. And,
0: do you like top golf?
1: Uh, I do. Yeah. I always I always play the game where the most points wins, not you know, I and mean, yeah, I gotta go for this one and then the next one I gotta go for that one and then the next one. so I just tee it up and hit it to the back the back fence for fifty points every time and there the was trench. yeah there was there was one time I went to play with my buddies and I was high score out of all top golf for the day, really because that's what I was doing yep every time. So you
0: know, hear something really cool? Yeah. Uh, at Florida a couple weeks ago, they did this. Like, I don't know if it was a fundraiser or what it was. Uh-huh. It was hosted by uh, Steve Spurrier. Okay. They turned. He's
1: still a fan favorite in Florida. Oh yeah. Even though it's he
0: Steve Spurrier Field.
1: Okay, that's Steve, fair.
0: Steve Spurrier Field at no, it's Florida Field. No, it's it used to be Florida Field at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Right. Hill it's now it's Steve Spurrier Field at, ben, at ben Hill Griffin Stadium. They turned the swamp into a temporary top golf course. Oh, really? So they set up, because uh, like the, our stadium's very, it's like a 90 row stadium. Um, and off of the, uh, the north end zone, there's a big mezzanine with a big open area because it's where the, the main entrance to the stadium is. And so there's this big open area that looks out to the field and they set up a platform and they brought in like temporary top golf targets. And they turn the swamp into a top golf. Oh, that's cool. It was I saw pictures of it from, yeah. from some friends that are still living in Gainesville and it looks it looked awesome.
1: I bet you had to pay a lot of money to get in there. For Especially if
0: Spurrier. I mean, Spurrier's like rubbing elbows. Yeah. I and mean, he's out there like doing it, you know. Yeah. So it was it looked really cool from the, the pictures that I got to
1: see. <laughs> Since we didn't get to go live. But no, that's cool. Yeah. So Steve Spurrier's still a fan favorite, even though he went to South Carolina and
0: so even when he would come home, maybe,
1: he's, maybe, maybe he's, said a few bad things about Florida.
0: Yeah, he would still get, um, he'd still get raving. Show picture.
1: Oh yeah, that's cool.
0: He'd still get rave, you know, raving, raving fans. You know, it's funny. Like, so I grew up a Florida State fan. Right. Dad was booster club president. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, I remember State. you saying that. Yeah, and so like when I went to Florida, there were some things that were like so ingrained they were hard to break. Yeah, you know. Being a Bobby Bowden diehard, Steve Spurrier, Bobby Bowden, like, that was a rivalry in Florida. Yeah. So, like, it took a lot. And even now, like, there's still a tiny part of me that when I see see Steve Spurrier, I'm just like, but he would come back and be like, oh my gosh, it's Steve Spurrier. And they'd, they'd root for him, even though he was at South Carolina. And I just had always, like, I just never could clap for him. I just felt like it's so deeply ingrained. And then when he came back as. Uh, when he retired from South Carolina, he came back to Florida as an athletic liaison for incoming yeah. athletes. And he did that for a year before he went to the AAF.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And uh but even still, man, even when he was cut completely loose and was back at Florida, I just there's some it's it's just it's small. Like, I respect him. I mean he's Heisman winner, all and his his accolades are well known. Right. But there's still that small part of me, I'm just like, mm.
1: Right. It's just not. Really. You know what's crazy to me is how bad South Carolina is, even though they've had some really, really good coaches. They had Steve Spurrier, they had Lou Holtz, and they still suck. You know what that is? That's the SEC being a monster. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the SEC effect. So, funny story
0: the first year I was at Florida, Steve Spurrier was back in the swamp. We were a one-loss team. We lost to Auburn. And we were playing South Carolina. It was our final uh final home game of the year. And we were up by, I think, a point or two. Very, very close game. And they were within like 35 yards. Super easy field goal. And we all know like it's 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 gonna be one loss teams in the in the SEC. It's the two losses are out, right? Right. And so Arkansas, I believe, had already solidified the West. And we're playing South Carolina at home. And they're on offense. It's the last play of the game. And they're with easy striking distance of a field goal. And I was so just anxious. I was about to throw up. And I like went and kneeled down at the wall. I couldn't even watch it. Because so I'm like, this is it, you know. And they went for a field goal, and Jarvis Moss blocked the field goal. And when he blocked that field goal. The swamp erupted. I mean, it exploded. It was like the loudest noise I'd ever heard in my life. And that, like, talking about the SEC being, like, beastly. Yeah. That one blocked field goal got us to the SEC championship. We played Arkansas, and it was a back-and-forth
1: game. Darren McFadden. Yeah. Arkansas. Back-and-forth
0: game. It was basically who had the ball last. Yeah. And we won by, like, one touchdown to go on to play Ohio State. And everybody was like, oh, Ohio State's going to walk all over Florida. And all the fans, like anywhere we'd go, they'd be like, oh, you guys can't! Like, oh, that's so great. They brought the cheerleaders down. Like, like we're getting fed to the – I'm like, "Do you guys not look at the strength of schedule? Like, our strength of schedule is like right, .6, right. and y'all's like 0.
1: .2. Cool. Y'all get to play Indiana and Illinois and Northwestern and 40, Minnesota.
0: 41 to 14.
1: Was the right. Score no, I remember. <laughs> I remember. I like, Listen.
0: SEC is a different, Listen, a whole different ballgame. If there was
1: ever a football team that never, ever, ever deserves to be in a national title game again, there's actually two of them. One of them If you if I can guess
0: them. I got them in my head. You go. Go, go for it's, it. You go. No, you go. You go for I'm going to see if I'm going to No, it. no, no. Ohio State.
1: It's one of them. USC. No. USC won one. You're going to say LSU, though. I'm going to say Oklahoma.
0: We beat Oklahoma two years later. I'm
1: aware uh, those two schools don't deserve to even sniff the playoffs or the national title game ever again in their life because I mean, so Ohio State was my favorite this year, really 'cause they they only played five games mm-hmm. in the regular season and they their sixth game was the was the close one against northwestern mm-hmm. they almost lost that game, mm-hmm. okay Big Ten has to change the rules. You know, okay, uh, you know, usually the rule is you had to play six regular season games to be eligible to play in the Big Ten championship game. But since Ohio State's only played five and they're our only chance to get into the playoff, let's change this rule. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And so now we come in and we beat Clemson. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Let's ride that wave into playing Alabama mm-hmm. and getting smoked smoked
0: I don't know what is going on in Alabama
1: listen it's that is it's a machine. listen man that's all it is. it's a machine it's a next man up type thing and it I, I, actually I do know what it is, okay it's it's that that place Alabama is what commitment looks like yeah, okay, okay. and and what I mean by that is you have four and five star recruits sitting on the bench for three years and playing their senior year. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If that's Texas A&M, that five-star recruit, if he's not a starter by his sophomore year, he's entering himself into the transfer portal and going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen at Alabama. No. You wait your turn there. That's what – commit like Alabama is the epitome of what commitment should look like and – a. And a, and a and a college football, the transfer portal is going to ruin the NCAA, but it's not going to touch Alabama because Nick Saban has something going on there, where he's probably not even going into recruits' house and saying you're going to start for us from day one. Oh, yeah, no. He's probably walking in and going, "Hey, you're going to sit behind Derrick Henry for you're a five star running back. You're going to sit behind Derrick Henry for two years, and you're going to learn from him, and then maybe your junior year you'll get to compete for the starting job." Mm-hmm. If you don't get it, then maybe you'll get it your senior year. That's what's going to happen at Alabama, and I guarantee that's what Saban's telling these kids, and the kids are buying into it because he's honest about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what commitment, that's the definition of commitment is the University of Alabama's program. And
0: on top of that, in, in line with that whole mindset, is these kids also, I don't know how he's done it, but he has put so much drive for perfection mm-hmm. to the point where I can't remember what year it was I think it was like 2015 or 2016 maybe 2017 um, they were a few they were a few touchdowns up and it was I think it was at the national title game they were a few touchdowns up guaranteed they were going to win like there was no doubt that they were going to win this game and there was a miscommunication on a snap
1: and Saban's going crazy
0: and the center and the quarterback, I remember, like, watching this video, get into it, mm-hmm. like, are in each other's faces or yelling at each other back and forth about a miscommunication on a bad snap, and they're, like, four touchdowns up. Right. They're not going to lose. Right. But they're so hungry for perfection, it right. doesn't matter what yeah. the end of this, like, it doesn't matter what the score is going to be.
1: Right. They just refuse to be anything less. Saban's got the NCAA figured out, mm-hmm. the college game figured mm-hmm. out, because he went to what it didn't – he went to Miami. He was terrible. He left LSU. He left a winning program at LSU, went to Miami, and sucked. Mm-hmm. And then got back to Alabama and just picked up where he left off at so LSU. Who, who's gonna who
0: Who do you think can – because it's everything's going to come to an end. Everything has to come to an end.
1: It does. It does. So who
0: do you think could upset Alabama, realistically?
1: Listen, this year just or, or in think general? It
0: be this year or, like, what program do you see – has, it, has the potential to recruit.
1: Call me biased. Okay. Okay. If but you it, say A and M. But if Jimbo keeps doing what he's doing at A and M, it'll be them.
0: I guess. I guess. Listen, I, I, it's the same thing. with how Spurrier has the bad taste. Jimbo has a bad taste because that was
1: because of Florida, Florida State, right? I get it. But if Jimbo, like Jimbo, made Kellen Mond, yeah, a national watch. True. You know what I mean? Kellen Mond is trash okay let let's let's just be real he he is horrible he cannot throw the football
0: do you do you not think Clemson has a, has a chance to do it do you think you think now that Lawrence is gone that that's like they're having to start from scratch
1: Yeah I think no because that that kid that kid from California that they got that Hawaiian quarterback he's mm-hmm. going to be good when kidding. they lost to Notre Dame mm-hmm. by a touchdown or three points or whatever in overtime right. that kid threw for 400 yards. Okay, like like it wasn't like Notre Dame just completely shut Clemson down. Right. You know what I mean? Like, but Trevor Lawrence is Trevor Lawrence. And of course, he's better. That's why he's starting over this kid. Right. And that's why they smacked them in the ACC playoff game. But
0: I think I think I mean, you got to look at it. I don't think there's going to be anybody outside. Like, if it gets to, like, the, the playoffs, I don't think there's going to be anybody
1: outside. No, it'll, it'll definitely have to be an SEC it'll team. It'll definitely be an SEC team. And, it, and, and and they go in waves. You know what I mean? Like, LSU, a few years, yeah. LSU's going to be good. And for a few years, Auburn is going to be good. You know, A&M just needs to jump in and, and do it now. But I think, like I said, dude. Uh, you know, I'm, it, I'm,
0: Florida, yeah. and, it, and this is not just bias. It's just, like, Mullen came in. His first year in, he was the first time he was the first coach at Florida to come in and win uh, in the first it was, I think it was his first season there. he won the first however many opening games, and he was the first coach to do that. Um, so like even at Florida, like even though it hasn't been the most stellar Florida that there that we had like we had in the past, he had some momentum going up until
1: right the pandemic so um if if like I said, if Jimbo, yeah, I mean he's trending upward. Let let's just be honest. Yeah, yeah. But Mond is gone. Okay, now we got a kid from uh, East Texas, Longview, uh, named Haynes King, and he's a pocket passer. He's not a he's not a move around. He's a he's a true pocket passer. So I mean, whatever whatever Haynes like, I, I feel like for this year it's how Haynes king goes mm-hmm. is how am's gonna go and if he can come out his first year and just light it up mm-hmm. they're gonna do some things man because they've already got the best running back in the in the SEC right now mm-hmm. uh, Isaiah Spiller mm-hmm. you're not paying attention no, but yeah paid. I mean he's just well and um have got another one uh, a-, a chain. He's a, he's, a, he's a world-class sprinter. He's a track star. And uh, Spiller got hurt in the Orange Bowl this year against North Carolina, and A-Chain came in and just ran all over North Carolina. So, I mean, it's going to be – offense I'm not worried about. Defense is
0: – Well, I'm interested, like, this year, uh, you know, some news I heard recently. You, I mean, obviously you working in education and a preview this stuff too, but um, a lot of the question marks about next year – you know how things are going to go. I mean, at least on the university level. I know at the high school level. You know, in, in our area, they're saying things are going go back to normal. I know at right. TSA. our head coach has a meeting with like administration towards the end of the summer to basically what they're hinting at is it's going to be a normal year. Yeah, that's what. That's, so we should get a normal football season, I'm assuming. Right. Or closer to mm-hmm. normal. So I yep. am interested to see what's going. That's what I keep
1: hearing. But I also, you know, all the all the pro teams are starting to open up at full capacity and and or that's the plan for this year so i can't imagine high school yeah and college not not following suit yeah, but you and oh yeah oh yeah i'm excited for it though that's like like college football that's what that's what i get excited for i don't get excited like i'm an eagles fan and like it's cool to watch them and everything but when they lose and like i don't and it's like okay cool you know no big deal we'll get them next week yeah. when A&M loses or um, the Angels lose like I'm salty about it right you know so I get excited for college and that's that's what I'm looking forward to right now because the Angels suck right now so you know whatever but uh, anyways dude we're a little over an hour uh, knocked out this episode pretty well uh, anything else you want to say good Like, subscribe, share. Tell your friends about us. Tell your mothers about us. We love mothers. You know, whatever. Okay. Until next time, we'll catch (laughs) y'all later.